Welcome to Car Talk Center Kickback online with Scotty, Adrian, and Riz. What's happening, gents? What's going on, Maddie? Not hey, much. Hey, Matt. Hello, Governor. Adrian comes in with the hello, 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 Governor. Uh, welcome to another Sunday show where we kick it back, we have a bit of fun, talk crap, do car we of the talk week. Shit. Yeah, pretty Get much. And um, yeah, just just have have a have a dandy old time. Um, uh, dandy, eh? Yes, definitely. What have you guys been up to? Solid working. working. This is working. Scotty, I'm guessing working. Bit of the same. Bit of working. I did a little bit of car stuff yesterday. Oh, car updates. Well, we'll start with you then, Scotty. What'd you get up to? Well, I mean, it's nothing exciting, but you know how I got my cleaner. Yes. Yeah. So I used it on the driver's seat and the front door card. Uh huh. Come up a treat. So it's called Scott Clean, yeah? <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott Clean. I can't believe how disgusting that seat was. That water was black that came out of it. It was gross. Oh, Human no. slime, yeah? Just grot. Yeah. Oh, my. You know, that's many, many years of human slime and sludge. And, oh. and pubic hair, don't forget that. Nasty, nasty, nasty. But now from being like uh, almost dark grey black, it's actually light grey. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so that's in the 31, obviously, with the upholstery. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, wh- what is the plan with that next? Like, are we going to get on the road, Club Bridget, soon? or? Yeah, I want to do a bit more on it coming school holidays. So yeah. I'll have new tyres for the wheels. So I'll have them on it. Uh, give the engine a bit of a clean just to get rid of some of the oily marks because pretty sure it doesn't leak anymore, but just need to clean it up to make sure. Yep. But it doesn't look like it does. There was a bit coming from the head, but they used like a really trash blue silicon mm. on the head. So the gasket was fine, but obviously you got to put silicon around it too. And I don't know what they used, but it definitely wasn't the right stuff because it was just <laughs> coming off. Like, it was just, like, actual silicon. Like, it didn't harden, so I just peeled it off. <laughs> well, you need to, do, you need to go to Bunnings, get a, get a corking gun, and just go just cork, cork around the whole, the, whole, the whole engine everywhere. <laughs> it was just trash, so I got rid of all that. This was a while ago. I got rid of all that and just redone it. I got a new gasket for it and everything, and hasn't leaked since. Yeah. Just so, got to clean it. Very good. And the B4, how's that all going? Yep, it's running fine. No dramas. Using a bit more fuel at the moment, but I think because I'm not travelling that far for work anymore, so yeah, yeah, sure. Pretty much still cold, and that you know, by the time I get to work, it's probably about a good operating temp. But then I'm turning it off because I'm already there. So yeah, other than that, it's running fine. No, sweet. Uh, You might. What was that? Um, It's a happy little little Uh, Riz, you, you, what were you saying, man? Uh, yeah, no, not much. Just uh, update-wise, um, it's cars going into its 45,000K service. Um, I thought about a couple of weeks ago changing them to uh, change the headlights to LEDs, but it seems too much of a pain to 
I've seen a lot of people do them on the internet, but they get faults from the computer. Mm. Um, and it's just not worth it given it's only, you know, an entry level sort of sedan, not a performance one. So, are they getting faults? I your- put it on my dad's 2017 Colorado. Yeah. We put LEDs, like, didn't take long. It was easy to do, but yeah, he's yes. got that fault warning on there. I think I just got to plug in and just delete it, see if it goes away. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. See if that fixes it or not. Yeah, and then I just think about it. It's just not worth uh, the hassle. And if something goes wrong with the electrical system in the next couple of years, then the last thing you want is for them to say, because you changed that, Yeah. Yeah. now there's all of this. And, and how just... often do you drive at night anyway as well? Yeah, that's that's true as well. But yeah, I think the the standard lights are fine. It's just uh, thought it'd be cool and the fog lamps, but it's all good. But yeah, no no other changes, Maddie. What about going like a like a like a blue halogen or something like something that's a bit bit wider? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to look into that. Um, given the main man's at super cheap, he oh, knows what's it. what's going down. Philips make a good one. They do. Yeah. yeah. I've got it in the Subaru and they're pretty good. Yeah, it could be an option for sure. That's it for me. Adrian, so you've got a big update, obviously, with your engine. Uh, so yeah. Last week you, you bumped into into the show and you're like, yep, yeah, I've just taken delivery of a S54. You didn't really tell us much about it. You said it was a lowish K example. Uh, 60,000 Ks. Allegedly, um, mm-hmm. what's 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 the story behind this motor? How'd you come across it, etc.? Okay, so I found the ages ago, very very long time ago. They wanted fifteen grand for that in the gearbox, and I said, "Not a chance in hell." Like that's expensive for what it is. Yeah. So then, um, I let it go. Let it go. As I was letting it go, I saw it get offline. I'm like, okay, fine. It's sold, whatever. Then I saw it pop back up for 11 grand. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's back up. And then right down the bottom, it said, we'll split if needed. And I'm like, mm, I'll give him the sake, but just, yeah. Give him a message and see how much it's going to cost just to buy the engine. And he said, eight and a half grand. I'm like, oh. still a bit out of budget, but, you know. No, it's not a bad price. So I said to him, like, what, what's the best deal that we can do? He's like, six grand, I'll take your old engine, you take this engine, and we're done. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming up. Okay. So, yeah. Where was the motor? Uh, up near Wodonga. Oh, right, okay. It was a mission to get up there. So, so he wanted your old head and old block? Oh, and everything else, like all the accessories and all that stuff. Okay. Whatever Did I know? wasn't using Keto. So, and, and he knew that was all apart, yeah? Yeah, uh, trust me, this guy knows a lot more about the BMW engine than I do. <laughs> okay, so... Well, so He used to work... So, within my time talking to him, he used to work at BMW and knows all about the S54. He's got an E30 that has an S54 in it. This was a spare engine that he had lying around. He's, he also got a Porsche. The Porsche is nice. It's like a proper GT3 track car. Mm-hmm. And then he had a super sedan. 
RX-7, uh, I think it was an FB, um, that he had there that he races as well. I was like, wow. So, yeah, he just wanted to move the engine on, and now he's going to rebuild this engine and get whatever parts he needs and goes from there. Cool. So, um, you're going to put, a, obviously, a set of rod bearings in it? Yep. Have you ordered them yet? Are they pricey on those? Oh, I can't bother looking. I'd, so I started looking, but there's all different clearances and all that stuff. So, I'm getting as much information on what to look for as possible, and then seeing where to go from there. Why don't you just ask the guy you booked the letter from? You'd know, he said. Yeah, but he's like all the way up there, and I don't want to take the engine back there to look at it. No, just ask him which ones do you need. No, because you could actually measure stuff. That's why. It's not as simple as like you know putting a set of engines in like an LS or a JZ or something like that, which is just there's one set of um, rod bearings for M3 engines, the S54s. There's like about, I think it's six different clearances that you can go for. So I, I've got to actually, yeah, it's stupid. So I've got to actually measure it up and go from there. That's just, again, it's... BMW, it's so dumb. stupid. Yeah, it's really but, stupid. But there's things that are happening with this car, so... I really want to wait until it actually happens to tell you guys. Um, but for now, it's sitting there, ready to go. And when I can, I'm going to well, just fix up the certain parts I need and chuck it all back in. You're going to keep it SMG or you're going to make it manual? It's going to stay SMG because of... But basically, it needs to stay SMG is the way to say it. Okay. I'll, so, I would, I'll it's more it. money if you wanted to change it, though. Well, it's only an extra three grand. And then you sell the SMG pump, which is about eight hundred bucks. So. But the SMGs are working fine, though. Yeah, no leaks or yeah. anything. No, I'm still working. Yeah, bother them. Yeah. So all I've got to do is get a new clutch because the clutch wasn't in the best condition. While it's all out, I'm going to change it get all the fluids that are needed. I'm going to change bolts while I'm at it. Change the rod bearings. I need flywheel bolts because I'm missing them. And that's it. Cool. And then I can start going back together. All right, I like it. Skids. Mm-hmm. All the skids. And then yeah. I can continue to tell you what my plan with this is. You, know, you need to get an intake for it. When I had mine, I had a K&N intake for it. Oh, it sounded uh, like the CSL version. It would have sounded sick, yeah. It was uh, awesome. Still got, still got standard intake, but I've got a BMC filter on. So basically stock. I went full replacement K&N kit. And yeah, it yeah, sounded like the CSL version, the intake. It was awesome sound. Yeah. I heard they're good. I just... I don't need to spend any more money on it, which is good. Yeah, you do. I like it. <laughs> Not yet. It's a BMW. Yeah, you see. It's like you um, meant to. <laughs> when I can explain it, you will see. What are you gonna do, Turbo? I can't explain anything yet, so I'm not gonna say it. Supercharged. No, no, nothing like that. It's Run it on NOS. It's <laughs> stock. Then, it then why can't you tell us what you're gonna do to it? 
Devastating. E85. No, no one's no one's allowed to know it until it happens. E85. <laughs> no. Is it, is it up with neons like pink neons and and floppy no, dice? It's it's staying completely stock, and I'm pretty sure the wheels that are on it are going to come off as well. You're going to have Rick Paul work, Walker stickers all over it. <laughs> football, football. <laughs> oh god. Well, I'm I'm confused, Adrian, because you said you know you want to do something, and then you're saying you're going to keep it stock. So I'm uh, I'm not. Yeah, because sure. things have changed. That's why. If it was up to me, I'd be making it manual, but it's not up to me no more. So you're making a drag car? No, no. You'll see. Oh, power glide in it. Power glide. Yeah. <laughs> power glide, Alice one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. It's going to stay completely stock. Okay. And as I said, I'm pretty sure the wheels are going to come off. I don't know yet. And the original one's going back on, but it'll be a red. You'll see it. Yeah, cool, cool. For me, carb dates on, on my end. I uh, I bought one of these to clean my filter on my uh, intake. Um, so I haven't used one of these before. So this is a K&N. Uh, I have. Is so, it the red one or is that the black one? It's the red one. Yeah. So so basically it's you buy you buy it as, as a kit it comes comes with two two bottles. One's a cleaner, then you, you leave it on for about like ten minutes and you spray it off with a hose, let mm-hmm. it dry out, um, and then you hit it with the red oil and that'll um, bring the colour back and make all the debris stick to it. Because obviously it's got a full intake, you know, with the um, uh, like with all the piping and stuff like I had done to it when when the when the work got done, I think that'd be it hasn't been done since since it's been in the car. It's been in the car for forty thousand on Ks now, so I'm like probably a good idea just to give it a clean. Uh, you know, maybe it's a bit blocked up. Might might get a few more killer wasps, and uh, and and go from there. I also managed to buy a roller um, fitting kit for my roof rack. So I'm, I want to take the roof racks off the laser. Um, and pop them on the Forester because the Forester is becoming a bit more of a, uh, of, a, of, a of a daily, um, you know, uh, just utilitarian car, which I think you guys would have seen on my Instagram. I've got. I saw the towing. Towing, right? It was a. It's a, it's a towing machine. So uh, I don't know if I don't know if Riz has seen it or, or Adrian have seen it, but uh, basically, yeah. I have. Uh, I'm officially a farmer now. Oh. <laughs> uh, I know. Stand back, right? Stand back. So, so this is what I, I had had some some wood in the back of the trailer, and oh yeah, just uh, enjoying that, enjoying that uh, that towing life that that um that that we're there with. And then a good friend of the show from the pod filter, uh, Adam Ward, sends me a well, you know, commented on the on the picture, and was like, um. He's like, shame you don't know anyone with a reliable ute, lol, aimed at Adrian. Uh (laughs) There's two things that I'm going to say about that. The first one is you wouldn't touch my ute. Second thing is I wouldn't let you go near my ute. This is true. This is true. I'm finding it's coming uh, coming more and more handy every day, this car. So so it's it's, been good good to have it, um, you know, with with those little things done. Oh, that's wonderful. I forgot to finish off my um, power updates. God damn it. Okay, we'll, we'll go back I to you. I forgot about that section. No, no, you continue and I'll, I'll go after you. Uh, LTD, 
it turns out the uh, the issue with the front brake, why it was sticking, was the caliper, uh, the actual diaphragm inside there was just 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 worn out. So they had to mm. order new one. Um, I mean, the car's 31 years old, so you're gonna you're, you're gonna expect things to not be you know just perish and wear out. So I should get the car back tomorrow afternoon. They ordered the parts, but the people sent the wrong parts. So I was going to have it back on Saturday, but now we'll be to tomorrow, which will be which will be good. Why don't you just go down the the street to like the local corner? I'm sure someone would have it there. No, it's just a, just a new, a new diaphragm. Like you know, it's it's pretty much a caliper rebuild kit. So was, and they're, they're cheapest chips for a Falcon. So yeah, but I'm just saying it's an LTD. You could have just gone down to the local, you know, corner. And you would have been able to find five of them on the side of the street. Not anymore, man. You'd be surprised. Those cars are getting harder and harder to find. So mm. you're looking in the wrong places. Did they say anything about the aircon for you, Matty? Um, they should. Have, the guy's coming tomorrow as well. The the regas man. So he's coming. Oh, okay. to, um, he's coming. He's coming to fix it all up. So basically, they they put the dye in it. And they're going to wait for it to to see if it's leaking, and then they're going to they're going to pressurize it again tomorrow and make yep. sure nothing's coming out. So that's right. So yeah. So hopefully the aircon should be fingers crossed working because everything else works in the car. Like it's actually surprising that a Ford car from the uh, from the eighties everything works except for the aircon at the moment. Mm-hmm. So hopefully once that once that's working, then I can say that officially every single thing in that car works, which is quite weird. It's hard to believe, to be honest with you. Benzo wise. Um, so I'm gonna go drop the LT, drop the benzo off when I pick up the LTD. So that's gonna get the uh, that's gonna get the um, front left shocker replaced on the warranty. Remember how I told you guys it was you know, it was it failed yep. on the warranty, which is mm-hmm. which is really weird for especially for a Bilstein shock. So that's gonna get all, all changed. Uh, that'll stop my rubbing problem because it's just it's just bottoming out on, on that front on that front left corner. Uh, and then my wheels will fit perfectly. So I'm you know. Manny, can I ask you a question? Yes. How, like on a scale of one to ten, how much does your mechanic hate you? Like you just bring in rubbish for him to work on. Well, uh, the opposite, making yeah, him a fortune. Making him a fortune. No, but he doesn't. College. It's it's no, it's a family discount, so he doesn't, you know, spend as much. But still, well, I, I, I'm, like, I'm still I'm still keeping him in business. Okay, so exactly. Um, yeah, but five dollar parts. Just a message from the Victorian government during these uncertain times. If you can uh, support a local business, including a mechanic, um, it would be much appreciated. Keep our economy going. 100%. Yeah, and especially if you know Maddie's mechanic, send him something good. He's tired of working on the shit that Matt brings around. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, okay, Adrian, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know. Oh God! Uh, no, I joke. Get some of your bends. I want your bends. Well, come buy it off me. Uh, my my brother's EFXR8. He went in there. I had to get the. Got, obviously, got Wait, the you bought an EFXR8. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, one owner. Was... White. Why would why would the the red stripe? Uh, one in a car. I think, I think I mentioned this to you guys. It was owned by a ninety-year-old that traded in for a smaller car. So it's 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 a lovely car, full tick for kit and everything. But anyway, so so uh, you say that just reminds me of that VW ad with yeah, the dad uh, and his son, who's just like yeah, at, doing the thumbs up. <laughs> it just cuts the head, just doing thumbies. <laughs> no, but this car's like super clean. Like 
you know, the mechanic was like, this car's perfect underneath. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. So I just needed to get the alternator done. And I had a bit of an exhaust rattle. And um, so my brother went to to my lovely place of work and bought a uh, full catback uh, redback redback system you know, uh, to a two and a half inch get a bit more get a bit more noise out of it because it's, you know, it's a big v8 so that's going on tomorrow and he'll pick up that car on on tuesday so he should have he should have that all all sorted for him so, so that's pretty much car updates on my end age and you said you had something to add into that yes i am fixing up the uni bit and i'm selling it what <laughs> <coughs> I've had enough of the Ute. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Are you serious? I've, yeah, I've used it for what I needed. I needed it to go pick up an engine and get the M3 running. Now the M3 is going to be running, so I can I can piss it off. What, you that money for something else or another car? Well, that we're going to have to wait and see. Ah, not a to be continued. Yeah, it's going to be a to, to be continued. Adrian, why are you selling a reliable car that's actually working? Because it's not reliable. Has it let you down? Yeah, there's nothing but issues with it. What's wrong with it now? What's right with it? That's why i got to fix it before I sell it. Well, what's wrong with it? Oh, it's all the same shit, but it's just like, it's all just... It basically needs a new drivetrain. Oh. So I'm finding one of those so I can re- like put it all in properly, make it what it's supposed to be, and then I'm going to palm it off. You're going to get an R31, aren't you? <laughs> That's what we're all meant to do. We have to. We have to. I'm, not buying, a, I'm not buying an RB You have to. I'm not buying an RB heap of shit. But you have to. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's the rules. It's the rules, yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z's where it's at. I'm just... Cheaper. I don't even know what to say, uh, Adrian Connor, right now. Like, you know, you've got. Oh, well, I've used it. Now. I've enjoyed it. I've used it. It is what it is. Now it's time to move it on. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's all fair. it is. And as I said, I can't talk about it too much more. But in, in very soon, it's going to be fixed up properly, and then I'm going to put it up for sale. Okay, we'll see. We shall see. Moving on, I was going to ask you guys: Have you ever heard of? The uh, the XF Falcon that was all-wheel drive, twin turbocharged. No, no. So basically, what this is was a was a venture from a company in the eighties called AIT Advanced Intake Technology. I think that was them. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying random words. But yeah, uh, they basically hotted up cars and you know did them to like, to like perfect spec. So what they did, they, they created an XF, um, which was, they based it off a Fairmont gear. So they, they made it, they put a ZF manual gearbox in it, made it all, all drive. Uh, the transfer case went through the, uh, through, through the sump, had 260 odd kilowatts at the wheels. Oh. Sorry, no, at the flywheel, sorry. And, um, you know, oodles of torque, drove like nothing else on the road. And the only reason they got the, 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 um, the project got cancelled was because of uh, the EA Falcon coming. Now, I'll show you some pictures of it, guys. And I was, I want to talk about tonight cars that uh, were were pretty much ready to ready to be sold that that got got canned last minute. So this car here, built by well, the company's called AAT now, but it's uh, uh, Borg Warner Australia, in other words. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was a it was a it was kind of like a, um, a joint project between Borg Warner AIT. 
and Ron Harp Engineering. So as you guys know about Harp, they, they do superchargers and stuff. Um, this was... $20,000 and you get a supercharger kit for your clubby. But this is called a bit of a unicorn. It was called the Brock Buster because it was supposed to like beat all the Brock's cars. So I'll show you some pictures of it once my phone decides to work because it's being a pain in the backside. So here it is here, guys. Sick. I'm just showing some pictures here. Um, so this was the in intake. So it's got it's twin turbocharged mm. uh, straight over the top. Basically, it's, you know, Foggy's in the, um, in the like, there was had a full body kit, interior with Recaro's. This actual car that the one I'm showing you actually went to the UK for five months to do some uh, press testing and stuff. And everyone was loving it and saying, holy crap, this thing's insane. Mm. And then the day before it was supposed to be given to like, to, to the press to be released, they crashed it. And it kind of, and they kind of, um, oh. they kind of ruined the, uh, the car and that, and that was officially the end of it. Then it got shipped back to Australia. Uh, that was one of four prototypes made and the other three was scrapped, I think. And this one, this one came back as a, as a destroyed and it's been actually found restored and now it's back on the road, which is really, really cool. So I saw that. Awesome. I'm like, if you look in Maddie's garage, it's there. <laughs> I, I wish it was there. I wish it was there. <laughs> what do you kind of, what kind of cars do you think that could have been, you know, could have been produced, but were like were, were produced, but then like kind of canceled last minute. And, and it got me thinking, I'm like, there's been some big ones in Australia especially with, with our, you know, with our engineering, because we, we are, we are very good at engineering cars and stuff here, but going that extra, that extra step to kind of Wasn't sell them. the VE, I think it was, it was supposed to be two door. The Coupe 60. I remember mm. that. that was yes. Car. I saw that at Motorworks last year. Nice car. It's a nice, it's a very nice car. They had that. Do you, um, and then with the supercar scare in, in the, in the seventies with the, um, uh, the the phase yeah, didn't four. The phase, yeah, I was about to say that phase four, four yeah. kind of got scrapped because of the fuel crisis. Yeah, but didn't they throw those engines into standard cars? Yeah, they like, put them into the like, different parts or in different cars. Yeah, yeah, but they did release a few, and I think a couple got out the back door, and they they're like worth millions. Like they are crazy expensive now. So it's kind of weird for a for a Falcon that it's worth that much, but that's that's kind of that's kind of how 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 they go. I mean, there's been some interesting cars from Japan as well and, and stuff, but like, for example, cars like the, you know, like the 400R uh, were like a real, like, you know, real rocket ship, uh, but they didn't sell that many of them. Same thing with the HSV um, W427 with the big seven liter LS7 mm, yeah. LS, LS in it? LS9. No, the, the LS9 was the um, the one in the in the Corvette ZR1. Yeah, which, they used those it, engines. No, but that's the engine that was in the GTS RW one, but the the, the seven liter uh, one. Sorry, yeah. I think they plan to make like a fair few of them, and they they barely sold any. That's because it was like a six figure price tag. It's one hundred and fifty grand for a Commodore. Yeah, yeah. But it's one hundred and fifty grand for a ZR one here. No, no, no. That's why they don't sell them. Look, there's there's obviously been quite a few over the years. Um, I guess. Uh, like you mentioned, there were some locally made ones um, where they were talking about releasing it, but they never did. There was um, there was quite a bit of hype um, around the so we had the the Orion mm -hmm. and then the Orion TRD, and then my understanding was that they were going to continue on throughout the years that the Orion was released, but it was only came through. Um, for a couple of years and then it sort of disappeared. 
Um, And another one that comes to mind was there was there was the Orion and oh it'll come back to me. There was one other card that they were planning on releasing, um, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah, it'll come back to me. I mean, there's plenty of cards that have been scrapped. I think lately they had that Nissan um, production car that they were thinking of bringing out. I think the rebirth of the Oh, what was it? I'll have to double check. I'll search now. Go to someone else. <laughs> uh, I just read about it. I'll see if I can find it again. You're right. I can't think of any other ones. Well, like I was saying previously uh, about um about you know like Australian cars, like we had things like the the four seven seven V P seventy six Leyland, which was like a two door sports version of the Leyland P seventy six. They they only they only did like a few of them and they all got kind of um, crushed. Uh, uh, the HX GTS Turbo they had they had a turbo version of a HX GTS which which was which was pretty cool. The AAT Falcon which which we've just mentioned. Um, what else we've got? The Brock Monza. So basically, I think that was when they put uh, the Monza IRS into like a into a Commodore from memory. Uh, we've we've had some we've had some interesting cars like um but one that comes to mind <laughs> uh pretty much caused the end of Peter Brock and and Holden's uh, relationship which was called the 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 VL director where uh where he basically put a box called the polarizer the energy polarizer in in the back and Scott's laughing at us and I talk um and I basically was like, yep, this car, like, it handles so much better. And I was reading, I was, the reason why I'm bringing this up because I was reading this today. It was a news article that was released by, by Brock's company. <laughs> and it says this, uh, the, this Australian-designed breakthrough is now, is now available. The energy polarizer works continuously at, at a molecular, le- uh, molecular level to make, to make your car quieter, smoother, and more secure. What the experts say... The polarized did make a 25% improvement to the car by Paul Glover from the Canberra Times. The differences uh, differences amounted to a much smoother ride, less tendencies to skip about on broken bitumen than other Commodores without the polarizer. That's from the Australian by Mark Cable. Um, and he's like, he even offered you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, if after 30 days you were not entirely satisfied with the energy polarizer, please send it back to us in original condition. And we will return your money back in full. So that car, the HDT um, director had IRS, uh, had the energy polarizer. It was a pretty crazy car, and that kind of you know kind of ended the whole Brock and yeah relationship. Would you guys put an energy polarizer in your cars? Because you'd have to have one in the Serato, surely. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking, and I think. An energy polarizer would be something that would give you at least another 300 kilowatts. <laughs> uh, Scott's just sent, sent us a message that it was seven liters, the LS7 in the W127, and uh, the VESS Chevy edition. Was that the. Uh, was that with the Pontiac front end? Uh, sorry, that's the one, the Pontiac front end that came into Australia because they were made for a particular police department in the States. And then all of a sudden they never wanted them anymore. So then they tried to, they made these Pontiac front ones. Um, 
that for a police department in the States, but then last minute they cancel the order. So then they flogged them off in Australia as special editions, which one of the guys I knew bought one. Um, and that was only for a limited time as well, just to clear out that stock, which a fair few people sort of bought it. I saw one, I saw one the other day, uh, and like, it was called the Pontiac G8 in, in the States. Um, Scott sent us a, uh, a link, which we'll get to after the break, but uh, Riz is also like the RX Never Coming 9. That's been, <laughs> that's been waited for so long. But look, we'll, we'll be right back after this. We're back here in car talk now. Scotty just sent us a link to uh, energy polarizer. So it was basically, was it like a plastic box? It was a plastic box with a with a crystal in it, and and that's about that was about it. There's no way that does anything. Looking at that, you know, have you ever like, received a box with crystal meth in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like it was it was proven, you know, it was just just crystals. But like he was he was a believer right till the end. Peter Brock with that, like you know, a lot of people think it was a bit of a nutter mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But he was not the energy polarizer works. The energy polarizer works. He, like he was putting all, you know, he was putting the crystal in different parts of the car, you know, testing it at that this this that display in that way. And well, he put money behind it. Of course, he's going to. Yeah, well, exactly right. And mm-hmm. I, I actually, I wonder how many he sold. I, I want to look that up. How many energy polarizers were sold? Uh, here we go. Today, the 1987 HDD director fitted with the energy polarizer are genuine collector's items worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. With only 173 ever sold with the notorious box of crystals. <laughs> so there you go. The 173 must have been sold. They do come up online for, for um, you know, occasionally from time to time for sale and they ask stupid money for them. I, yeah, I, I, it's, I guess it's something you'd buy if it was like a nostalgia trip or, or to say mm. like just got an energy polarizer, even though you, yeah. could probably, you could probably make one of like, you know, 20 cents. In a I mean, it's part of history, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah only a bit of history. Definitely is. Um, Riz made a good one just before, the RX-9. Like, do, do we ever think that's actually going to happen? It was, it was not happening, then it's happening, then it's become a hybrid, then it's not happening, and now it's happening again. Like, I... Like the world needs another rotary, but I don't know if it's going to actually happen. Well, given what's happened on the back of this COVID nineteen, Mazda had to borrow two point two billion US dollars from the Japanese banks just so they can see this year through. Well. Wow. And if you have to borrow that sort of money, I don't think they'll be investing much in because they've always had the standpoint that unless they can make the their normal cars profitable and have that business sort of buzzing they're not going to invest into rotary technologies straight away given they've got their um stop system um, that they have that is supposedly um saves people fuel they're not I, i don't think they're in a position to be rejuvenating the the rotary for what we all sort of remember it to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shame because they, they really pioneered it. Like, they, they, they made the rotary engine work, like, whereas other companies yeah. make it work. And, and, you know, by all accounts, like, a rotary is so smooth and, and the way they drive is just like nothing else. But um, I think Mazda, 
I think Mazda's where Honda was about six years ago, like six, seven years ago, where they just, yeah. they don't know where they are. They don't know what their market is anymore. They're, they're trying to make their, you know, their Mazda 3 priced up in like premium, you know, A-class, you know, categories almost. And by all accounts, probably it would be a better car. But it's, you know, the Mazda 3 was always that affordable little car that, that people people could buy and, and it would yeah. be reliable. So, you know, and I, I think by them going for the whole premium premium outlook on things it's not doing the best for them and you, and you can see that they don't really they don't have any sports oriented models at all anymore they've just got mx5 and um that's right i don't think uh, their cx's are that great anymore either no. no i remember looking at the cx5s and stuff the size of the screen you get in the car is pathetic especially for the money you're paying and in terms of tech and infotainment, like they've been behind the April for ages. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's yep. no excuse why they've been so far behind. Um, I mean, with the Ranger and BT50, you know, being made on the same line, currently before the new ones got released, the differences in tech between the two, you'd be stupid to buy a BT50. Like, you know, yeah. just, yeah, uh, it's, and they, and they wonder why they're, you know, they're, they're, they're in trouble. I think, I think the bean counters have really gotten to, to Mazda and kind of, not not being not being too kind. Hmm. I think that's where the problem lies. That um, I helped a lady buy a Mazda three um, G twenty five Evolve, which is sort of the mid to top of top of the range, just just under the Astina. Yep. And we picked it up on Monday last week, and she paid nearly mid thirties for it. Wow. The infotainment system. It's it's a dial. There's no touch screen. Which in I'm not saying every experience of what we're used to using our phones. We just we just lost you there. Do you want to repeat that? Yeah, just on the Mazda three, as you were saying, Mary, the the problem they have is infotainment system is quite a bit behind. The new three is lacking a touch screen, which it's not critical that it has one, but at the same time, most people are used to touching their smartphones. Yeah. So, and, and the plastics used, like there is a few soft touch plastics, but for a car that's mid thirties in terms of its price, um, there was quite a bit of like hard plastic. And that's not even, and that's not even talking about quite a few spaces. Um, and it just, yeah, no. And it, it felt, yeah, like, I mean, I can, I can compare it to my Serato, which, you know, is nearly $13,000 cheaper drive away. And I don't see what else you get in that car that you don't get in the Serato. And the G25, which is the two and a half liter engine, it didn't feel any different. So I don't understand. I think it's 140 odd kilowatts, but you just, the, 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 the transmission, you can't feel it get through there. And yeah, I just, I didn't see the value. So when people say that they've become more expensive, but then at the same time, they've lost their way at a reliable car and wanted it at an affordable. Well, I think the, I think the only product I actually I'm interested from Mazda is a Mazda six. Cause like it's a, it's, it's, it's to me like the, it's, mm. a, it's a great car for the mid car segment. You know, it's in terms of tech and stuff, it's actually okay. The, but the way they dynamically they're there that's the best car that they have like in terms of in terms of like you know what it is but it, do, it doesn't sell and it's and, and yeah. it's in a market where it's it's kind of just dead now which is which is just such a shame but 
you know, like I was looking at like like a, a top spec um, Astina SP25 is forty grand plus, and I think you could you could buy like a you could buy a Focus ST for that money. Like that's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, forty five or thousand dollars for an Astina. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You could buy a Focus ST or a Golf GTI. You know, you could buy things that are got more tech, more power. You know, better cars in in general, uh, in terms of like fun factor and stuff. For less money, it, that makes no sense to me. I, I can see the, the I can see the argument. Oh, well, yeah. Mercedes can get away with it. Yeah, but that's because it's Mercedes. They're they you know, they that's their segment, you know. But Mazda, I don't know what you're doing there because like uh, ten years ago, Mazda three was was I think the best selling car in, in Australia. It was it was beating yeah. Corolla and everything. And the the sad thing is the the new Corolla is not that good of a car, but yeah. it sells way more because they've priced it right and they have the Toyota brand behind. And 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 that's why they that's why they're selling craploads of them. And like I think Hyundai's in the same boat a little bit as well with their current i30. Like I don't even think people know it exists, you know, which is which, yeah. is which is which is weird because it's because it is a good car. Yeah, it's interesting times ahead for for for, the, for those those companies. I think it's time for car of the week. What do you guys think? Yep, awesome. Uh, who'd like to go first? Sure, I will. All right, Scotty, hit us. Let me just copy the link. So it would have been good if Ed was here because I would have got his vote. <laughs> so does that open up to what the cars probably is? Uh, it's probably Mercedes, I'm assuming. Yep, sure is. I, oh, I, I thought this was my car. It's not. It's all right. Well, at least it's not my car. Oh, 350 SE. It's a 1974 SE. 127,000 kilometers on the clock, so pretty darn low for wow, something it, so old. It looks it's really tidy. Nice blue leather interior, blue everywhere inside it. Very, very clean, except for the, underneath the bonnet in the last, well, almost last pick. But, uh, you know, that's under the bonnet, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically purchased 18 months ago by his father, but he's run out of space. Uh, starts and drives beautifully. Classic Mercedes. It is a V8, three and a half liter. It's got some. It's got some weird alloys on it though. I don't know what they're about. But uh, apart from that, I reckon it's a DM. Oh, right, no. Just and says from much, a later model Merc, but I'm not sure what kind. And how much for all this magnificence? Seven and a half. It's a good car. It's a good mm. car. <laughs> it's not bad for seven and a half. Well, I think we've got to send that to Ed. That, that, that's a great car. See what Ed says. <laughs> He'll let us know what part of it's still original and what's not. That that's exactly right. He's uh he's a uh, um he's the guy that can that can that can do those things. But I really like the blue interior. I don't know why. I just like something different. You know, everything's always black. Or people go with like the white or cream interior. Ugh. Yeah. Just something different. I like that. Is that is that the reason you bought the B four? Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons it was just yeah. I mean, no one does it. It was just nice. It looks nice. Something blue. It's a nice dark blue leather. It is actually. It's a nice interior. On that, I had that Proceda for a bit that had blue. It was like a blue interior as well. I think you need to find a blue 31 interior and then you'll be happy. Yeah, true. It's, um, yeah, it's very classy. Riz. Yeah. Seems to be in pretty good condition, that one. Yeah, it seems to be in real yeah. nice. So, I've got something different. I, I like wagons. I like these cars. Uh, a Legnum VR4. Yeah, I like not many car. around. There's only two on car sales Australia wide. Wow. And this is one of them, which obviously 
the VR for, for owners don't know how to take pictures because this one <laughs> is in a car wash <laughs> while it's got soap on it. Um, oh, dude, so bad. Why would they do that? But I, th- <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um, the fade on his bonnet. Yeah, it's got a couple of yeah, a couple of faded spots, but this oh, one here is about huh, Scotty, and the roof. Yeah, I just saw the picture. I thought it's just the bonnet, but roof as well. Yeah, so there's two two spots where obviously the paint's faded away, and this color would be hard to match because it's not gray, and it's it's between gray and blue, I think. I think it's a purple. I think it's actually supposed to be a grey yeah. purple. Oh, right, yeah. Um, the white wheels uh, and roof racks and, yeah, just the car itself. Two and a half litre turbo petrol wagon. Um, there's yeah. not many around. I, I do I do like that. Actually, I reckon that is a cool car. Um, what does it say in the description? It says, up to sales not yet. Mitsubishi Legend VR4 Twin Turbo, imported in 2012, basically stock except for a front mount intercooler. Uh, the roof and bonnet have some clear coat paint fade, but I've been told it's an easy fix. Has some scratches and dents from the previous owner. Only seriously serious buyers. And this car is, Riz, how much? $4,999. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I reckon you probably get it for four and a half. Yeah, it'll be, cool, be a cool daily for that. Yeah, there are lots of space. Um... Not many twin turbo wagons running around at the moment, given there's only two of these on the on car sales. This one had lower kilometers as well. So yeah, it's pretty good at 187,000 Ks. That's nothing. Yeah, that's all right. Adrian? I've got a few to choose from. I'm going to go with the one that I think is... It's a good collector's car. Okay, let's have a look. Hopefully that works. Okay, 1987 Toyota Celica. Tell us about it. Okay, so this one here is a one owner from Perth. It's an SD162, um, which is a two liter and it's automatic. But it has no rust and it's new mint condition and there was only a couple ever brought into Australia. Now, this one here is not like your normal one, which has a normal hard roof. This one is convertible. It is, yeah. So it has a soft top. And I can't say I've ever seen one of these before. Oh. That is a cool... Look how mint it is. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's a nice car. 88,000 Ks. Wow. Yeah, so there's that one there. And it's located in Victoria as well. Right even mm. If that but, was a manual, I would consider, seriously consider buying that. <laughs> I kind of want to just... I'm just sending this onto to you as a lull. Take a look at this ad... And then scroll all the way to the bottom of the of the thing. Description. The description. Oh, jeez. It's a, it's a $3,000 Commodore. Tell us description. White BP exec. No, so, I don't worry about any of that. Just go right to the bottom. Just before the map. <laughs> Happy to swap for a good toolkit with cash my way or stress up for, some, some, for something nice. Uh, <laughs> I think I've ever heard anything so banging before. It's like, yeah, I've got a whole car here. It's a VP exec. It's hectic, bro. But you know what? I need some tools. <laughs> I just, oh god. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't even know what to say to that. Like that's. All right, guys. I will show you my car. So, how, how much? How much was your car, um, uh, Adrian? Six seven fifty. Tell you what, for an original car that's that clean, that is 
that's good buying, I reckon. That, that's a cool car. Mm. And you'll probably never see one again. Nah, I, you definitely won't. Um, so this one I'm about to show you guys. I'll just share my screen for you both. This one here is a 1993 Mercedes-Benz 320CE. Sorry, so did that just say Terry Crews just before? Yes, it did. It's part of one of the groups I'm in. Don't, don't, don't ask questions. Uh, <laughs> okay. So okay. basically, this is an absolute minter, uh, full leather interior. It's a, it's, a, it's a later one, so it's got the, the bigger 3.2-litre six-cylinder engine. doesn't have many pitches, just front, rear, and a... I think there's a little bit of a rip in the, in the driver's seat from, from about there. But... It's pretty big. Yeah, it looks like a pretty big rip. For sale, extremely rare model, highly sought after, 3.2-litre six, um, original untouched condition, but it's obviously on Club Reg. And this car here... With 250,000 Ks on it is $9,999. So I've got one dollar to spend on mods. Hey, if you go down, it also says it's 99 cents. So you got one cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> extremely rare. Actually, the coupes are, um, are very rare, but the, the most rare W124 Mercedes were the, excuse me, were the convertibles. So that's what they fetch like another like five to 10 grand more usually. So, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, W124. Mercedes coupe. So we've got my Merc coupe. We've got, we've got what, what did you have, uh, Scott? You had the uh, SE, didn't you? The 350 yep. SE, 1974. Or something, wasn't it? Yep. Riz. In the 70s. Uh, Riz had the lovely. Um, what did you, I've lost your car. Riz. What, what did you have again? The uh, four Legnum. Yeah, the leg them. I love those cars. And Adrian uh, had the one owner, beautiful condition. I'm, I'm actually saying this surprisingly. You've chosen on, chosen probably one of the best cars here, uh, Celica Convertible. What are you mm. going to go with and why? Who we starting from? Well, who wants to go? Adrian, I'm thinking. I want Scott to go. Me? Yeah. Um, it's tough, but I'd probably have to go to the leg them, I think. That price is pretty darn good. It's cheap. It's very cheap. I can't really say no to that price. Plenty of room to chuck tyres and stuff in. <laughs> Me drift pig 31. Riz. I'd say I'd have to go with, yeah, Scotty's Merc. It's all of that blue leather. Like it, and and for whatever reason, it reminds me of like the from the front. It reminds me a little bit of the old school Bentleys. Does a little bit, doesn't uh, it? Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. I I just yeah. There's there's something about them. Probably not at that price point though. But yeah, as a car, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm on. I I thought I had a one today with with, with my Benz, but when Scotty brought his Benz up. Seventy-five hundred bucks. You're getting an old Benz V8. It looks to be in actually quite good condition. Low yeah. pays. You know, I'm I'm all aboard the uh, the Benzo train. Adrian. I still like the Celica. Celica's a good car. Celica's a good car. I, yeah. I would. It's good um, to do what Matty does with all his cars, which is uh, let that let it sit there and rest. So score check. My car's got zero. Riz's. Uh, and I'm uh, surprised. One. Your Mercedes is one of my favorite Mercedes. The Q 
Troops, the 124s are like my ideal car. But uh-huh. they want too much for it. That's how much they go for. They're getting up in price. But Scotty Doe wins again. Well done, Scott. Uh, come back after two weeks and nail it. I, if you, look, I honestly thought I wasn't going to lose, but then you guys brought some really good cars in. I love Legnums, and that Celica was bloody clean. But in terms of a, in terms of a, you know, cool Benzo. I mean, as Riz, as we know, what does Rick Ross say? What does Riz Ross say? Look, Rick Ross says you broke till you got one. You got, okay. you gotta have one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a Benzo. So Especially that, V8 Benzo. Oh hell yeah, V8 Benzo. It should, I mean, that that just waft like nothing else in the yeah. world. That that'd be such a cool car. I would I would totally. I would totally rock one of those, uh, especially one that clean. That's that's mm. pretty, pretty mick. I, I do like it. Uh, anything else you want to speak about before we head off to to the land of Nod? What do you guys think? All good. All good. Tuesday night, I've got a we got a special uh, with Ross reviews from uh, from Perth, who does uh, his his videos online of of driving different cars. So uh, we'll be doing a bit of a later show on the, on the Tuesday with, with Ross from Ross Reviews. You guys down for the show? I've got some family be able stuff to make it. To, I've got some family stuff to do, but I will try and make it. I can't you, guarantee that, though. No stress, no stress. But, yeah, big episode. Thanks to you. I just want to say thanks to, to, uh, to all you guys, but also thanks to Ross for, for wanting to come on the show. Uh, you know, we, we, we put out the feelers out there, and he, and he's, he seemed pretty keen. So, so it'd be good. If you've got some questions, write them down because we're going to ask him that night. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on channelengine.com or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasting apps. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. It's T-O-R-Q-E with Benny J. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Channel Engine or wherever you, wherever you get your, your podcasting apps. So don't so subscribe to us. Also, merch. Uh, our merch is starting to come in from overseas with COVID starting to... I was going to say, I just saw that. I was like, wait a minute. So we've got we've got our merch available. I'm wearing the Forrester T-shirt right now. Uh, it is available supporting us, supports the show. So please jump on onto our Teespring store. Links in our Facebook page, Car Talk T O R Q E with uh, with May J. You, it's also on there. Uh, the links on there, or if you go to Teespring Teespring dot com, just type in Car uh, Car Talk Store, you'll find our designs on there. So supporting us, supports the show. We've also got the, the big challenge coming up, which we're going to get into more detail uh, with. So we're going to start making teams, start organizing things. We will get to that very soon. I'm on holidays now after next week. So I've got two weeks to, to discuss. I might even come in to see you, Adrian. Uh, Scotty, you're coming with me. And Riz, we're all going to hop in one car, but socially distance away. Is it, we might need the LTD to be socially distance away. Even out of the vents. The vents. Like the V8 vents. 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll come. We'll come piss off Adrian at work, and also discuss what to do. But thank you, gents, for coming on. I will see you guys next time. Take thank it easy. you. See you, Maddie. See you guys. Yep.